Before we get started, I just want to make it clear that this podcast covers true crime and mystery stories, which may involve disturbing or graphic details. Listener discretion is advised. In January 1947, the city of Los Angeles was rocked by the gruesome discovery of Elizabeth Short's body, a young woman who would later become infamous as the Black Dahlia. Found in an empty lot, the scene painted a horrifying picture of violence and brutality. Elizabeth Short had been ruthlessly murdered. News of the Black Dahlia's murder spread like wildfire, capturing the attention of both the public and the media. The shocking nature of the crime sent shockwaves to the city as the search for answers began. Law enforcement officials painstakingly combed through the evidence, seeking any clue that would unravel the mystery behind Short's murder. Welcome to Jespiracy, the podcast that delves into true crime and mystery stories from around the world. I'm your host, Jessica, and in each episode, we'll explore the details and theories surrounding some of the most notorious cases in history. From unsolved mysteries to infamous killers, we'll examine the evidence, discuss the impact of these crimes, and attempt to uncover the truth. So, grab a cup of coffee and join me on this journey as we navigate the murky waters of the unknown and attempt to unravel the mysteries of the world around us. The murder of Elizabeth Short occurred in the post-World War II era, a time of transition and rapid change. Los Angeles, the setting of the crime, was experiencing significant growth and urbanization as people flocked to the city in search of opportunities. The allure of the entertainment industry, the booming aerospace sector, and the oil business attracted a diverse array of individuals creating a vibrant and dynamic atmosphere. The crime took place just a couple of years after the end of the war, during a period when the United States was undergoing a shift from a wartime economy to a peacetime one. The 1940s represented an era when traditional gender roles were deeply ingrained in society. Women were expected to adhere to strict societal norms, and their roles were primarily limited to being wives, mothers, or homemakers. The murder of this young woman, who harbored dreams of becoming an actress, challenged these conventional expectations. Elizabeth Short was born on July 29, 1924, in Boston, Massachusetts, and was the third of five daughters. Her father served in the Navy, while her mother was a homemaker. The Short family briefly relocated to Portland, Maine, before settling in Medford, Massachusetts. In 1930, her father's car was found abandoned on the Charlestown Bridge, and it was assumed that he had jumped in the Charles River. Her mother, who believed her husband was deceased, began working as a bookkeeper to support the family. When Elizabeth was just 15, she had underwent lung surgery, after suffering from bronchitis and severe asthma attacks. The doctor suggested periodic relocation to a milder climate to prevent further respiratory problems. As a result, 
her mother sent her to spend winters with family friends in Miami, Florida for the next three years. She ended up dropping out of high school during her sophomore year. In late 1942, Elizabeth's mother received a letter of apology from her presumed deceased husband, revealing that he was alive and started a new life in California. At the age of 18, Elizabeth decided to relocate to Vallejo, California, to reunite with her father whom she hadn't seen since she was six years old. However, due to the arguments and conflicts between them, she had moved out in January of 1943. Elizabeth had eventually found employment at a military base and briefly lived with a U.S. Air Force sergeant who reportedly subjected her to abuse. In mid-1943, she made the decision to leave and relocated to Santa Barbara. Her time there was marred by an incident where she was arrested for underage drinking. Authorities subsequently sent her back to Massachusetts, but instead, she had returned to Florida. While back in Florida, Elizabeth met Major Matthew Gordon Jr., a decorated Air Force officer who had been training for deployment. They had formed a bond, and Short confided in friends that Gordon had proposed marriage in a letter while recovering from injuries in a plane crash in India. She accepted his offer, but tragically, Gordon died in a second crash in August of 1945, less than one week before the end of the war. In July 1946, Short moved to Los Angeles to visit Joseph Gordon Fickling, an Air Force lieutenant whom she had known in Florida and who was stationed in Long Beach, California. She had spent the final six months of her life in Southern California, primarily in the Los Angeles area. During this time, she worked as a waitress and rented a room behind the Florentine Gardens nightclub on Hollywood Boulevard. On the cold morning of January 15, 1947, at approximately 10 a.m., a woman named Betty Bersinger and her three-year-old daughter were taking a walk through the underdeveloped neighborhood of Leemart Park in Los Angeles when they made a chilling discovery. At first glance, they mistook the site for a mannequin, but upon realizing it was a corpse, the woman hurried to a nearby house to call for the police. The lifeless body was that of Elizabeth Short, a 22-year-old aspiring actress. She was found naked and pale white, severed in two at the waist. A gruesome detail of the crime was the Glasgow smile carved across her face, where her mouth had been cut from ear to ear. Despite the extensive mutilation and cuts on her body, there was no blood at the scene, suggesting that she had been killed elsewhere and moved to the vacant lot from which she was found. Medical examiners determined that Elizabeth had been dead for approximately 10 hours before being discovered. Her body appeared to have been washed, and she had several cuts on her thigh and her chest. The positioning of her body seemed intentional. Upon the discovery, a crowd of onlookers gathered, and a reporter from the Los Angeles Herald Express 
arrived promptly, capturing several photographs of the crime scene. Detectives found a heel print on the ground near the body, along with tire tracks. In addition, they located a cement sack nearby containing watery blood. The autopsy report stated that she had ligature marks on her ankles, wrists, and neck, as well as an irregular laceration with superficial tissue loss on her right breast. The coroner also noted superficial lacerations on the right forearm, left upper arm, and the lower left side of the chest. The body had been completely cut in half using a technique known as hemicorporectomy, taught in the 1930s. Minimal bruising was observed along the incision line, indicating that the procedure was likely performed after death. The lacerations on each side of the face, extending from the corner of the lips, measured three inches on the right side and two and a half inches on the left. The skull showed no fractures, but there were bruises noted on the front and right side of the scalp, accompanied by minor bleeding, consistent with head injuries. The cause of death was determined to be hemorrhaging resulting from the facial laceration and the impact to the head and face. Signs of sexual assault were present. However, no sperm was detected. Short's identification came when her fingerprints were sent to the FBI using sound photo, a device primarily used for transmitting news photographs via telephone. Her fingerprints were already on file due to her 1943 arrest, facilitating her positive identification. On January 9th, just six days prior to the discovery of Elizabeth Short's body, she returned to her home in Los Angeles after a brief trip to San Diego with Robert Red Manley, a 25-year-old married salesman whom she had been dating. According to Manley, he dropped Short off at the Biltmore Hotel in downtown LA, where she was supposed to meet her sister, who was visiting from Boston later that afternoon. Some accounts suggest that the Biltmore staff members recalling seeing Short using the lobby telephone. Shortly thereafter, she was reportedly spotted by patrons of the Crown Grill Cocktail Lounge on Olive Street, which was located in close proximity to the hotel. On January 21st, almost a week after her body had been discovered, a person claiming to be Elizabeth Short's killer made a phone call to the office of a Los Angeles Examiner editor. The caller praised the newspaper's coverage of the case and ominously mentioned plans to surrender once the police had pursued him further. He informed the editor to expect souvenirs of Beth Short in the mail. Three days later, a suspicious manila envelope was discovered by a postal worker. The envelope addressed to the Los Angeles Examiner and other local papers displayed words and letters meticulously cut and pasted from newspaper clippings. Its front page read, Here is Dahlia's belongings. Letter to follow. Inside, authorities found Short's birth certificate, business cards, photographs, 
names written on scraps of paper, and an address book with Mark Henson embossed on the cover. The packet had been cleaned with gasoline, mirroring the method used on Short's body, raising suspicions that the killer had in fact been the one to send it. Efforts to clean the envelope did not erase several partial fingerprints, which were carefully lifted and sent to the FBI for testing. However, due to complications during transit, the prints could not be adequately analyzed. On the same day the envelope arrived at the examiner, a handbag and a black suede shoe were reported to have been spotted on top of a garbage can in an alley near Norton Avenue, which was two miles from the crime scene. Police recovered the items, but they had been wiped clean with gasoline, eliminating any fingerprints. On March 14th, a potential suicide note was discovered, tucked in a shoe among a pile of men's clothes near the ocean's edge at Breeze Avenue in Venice. The note read, quote, to whom it may concern. I have waited for police to capture me for the Black Dahlia killing, but have not. I am too much of a coward to turn myself in, so this is the best way out for me. I couldn't help myself for that, or this. Sorry, Mary. End quote. The clothing pile was initially spotted by a beach caretaker, who promptly reported it to the lifeguard. The lifeguard then alerted Captain L.E. Christensen of the West Los Angeles Police Station. Now, there were a decent amount of suspects for this murder, so I'm going to go over a few of them. The Los Angeles Police Department conducted interviews with over 150 men hoping to identify potential suspects. Among them was Robert Red Manley, one of the last known individuals to have seen Short before her death. Despite initial scrutiny, Manley was eventually cleared of suspicion after successfully passing multiple polygraph examinations. Mark Hansen, the owner of the address book found in the packet, drew suspicion from police and was considered a potential suspect. He was a wealthy local nightclub and theater owner and had a connection to Elizabeth Short, as she had stayed at his home with friends. Investigators learned from Ann Toth, Short's friend and roommate, that she had recently rejected Hansen's advances, leading them to explore the possibility of his involvement. However, Hansen was eventually cleared of suspicion. The investigators also interviewed individuals listed in Hansen's address book, including Martin Lewis, who had a connection to Short, Lewis provided a verified alibi for the date of the murder as he was in Portland, Oregon, visiting his ill father-in-law. To encourage public cooperation, City Councilman Lloyd G. Davis offered a reward of $10,000, which is equivalent to $131,000 in 2022, for information leading to the identification of Short's killer. Following the announcement of the reward, Multiple individuals came forward with confessions. However, the police dismissed most of these confessions as false, 
leading to charges of obstruction of justice being filed against several individuals who had made deceptive claims. There have been several theories suggesting a potential connection between the Black Dahlia murder and other serial killers. One theory proposed a link to the Cleveland Torso murders that occurred between 1934 and 1938 in Ohio. The LAPD studied these cases in 1947, but ultimately dismissed any connection. In 1980, new evidence emerged implicating a former suspect in the Torso murders named Jack Anderson Wilson, also known as Arnold Smith. Detectives investigated Wilson in relation to Short's murder, claiming that they were close to arresting him before his death in a fire in February of 1982. Another possible connection is with the lipstick murders in Chicago. Captain Donahue of the LAPD publicly expressed his belief that the Black Dahlia case and the lipstick murders could be linked. Between 1943 and 1949, Los Angeles experienced over a dozen unsolved murders involving sexual mutilation of young women. Authorities at the time suspected a serial killer's involvement. In 1949, the L.A. County Grand Jury investigated the failure of law enforcement to solve these cases, leading to further inquiries, though none of the murders were ultimately solved. Due to the precise nature of the body's dissection, investigators explored the possibility that the perpetrator possessed anatomical knowledge. Consequently, a group of students from the University of Southern California Medical School came under scrutiny. However, the investigation into the students did not yield any significant information. Dr. George Hoddle was considered a suspect in the Black Dahlia murder, but this suspicion wasn't publicly known until years later. He faced accusations of abuse and impregnating his daughter in 1949, but was acquitted. Hoddle's connection to the case was further fueled by his daughter's claims that he was the Dahlia killer. Multiple witnesses mention a relationship between Hoddle and Elizabeth Short. A file discovered in 2003 revealed Hoddle was a suspect and his residence was bugged in 1950. He was recorded saying, quote, Supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they can't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. They thought there was something fishy. Anyway, now they may have figured it out, killed her. Maybe I did kill my secretary. End quote. Hoddle was also interviewed as a suspect in another murder case. Although never charged, suspicions remained, and his son believed he may have committed more murders. Another man named Leslie Short was also viewed as a primary suspect in the Black Dahlia murder. However, Due to clerical errors, he was never brought to trial. These circumstances, combined with other aspects of the case, have led some theorists to speculate that the murder remains unsolved due to a potential police cover-up.
Elizabeth Short's murder added to the post-war unease, exposing a dark underbelly beneath the glamorous veneer of Los Angeles. The crime became a symbol of the city's seedy side, challenging the conventional notions of safety and security. The Black Dahlia murder case unfolded against this backdrop, magnifying public fascination and highlighting the societal issues of the time. This case garnered extensive media coverage, establishing it as one of the first high-profile murder cases to captivate national attention. While there are multiple theories about how Elizabeth Short acquired her nickname, it is believed that the sensationalized media coverage and dramatic headlines played a role in the case's notoriety. Newspapers of the time often assigned catchy nicknames to particularly sensational crimes. It is possible that the moniker Black Dahlia emerged from a film noir murder mystery titled The Blue Dahlia, released a year prior to Short's murder. After Elizabeth Short's identification, a news reporter from the Los Angeles Examiner reached out to her mother pretending that her daughter had won a beauty contest and requesting a biography for the newspaper. It was only after gathering as much information as possible that the reporter revealed the devastating truth that her daughter had been murdered. In another manipulative move, the examiner offered to cover her mother's travel expenses and accommodations under the guise of helping with the investigation. However, this was done to keep her away from the police and protect their exclusive information for the newspaper. Both the Examiner and the Herald Express sensationalized the case, with one Examiner article describing Short's black tailored suit as a, quote, tight skirt and a sheer blouse. They depicted her as an adventuress who prowled Hollywood Boulevard and sensationalized her murder as a sex fiend slaying. Numerous details regarding Short's personal life and death have been points of public dispute. The eager involvement of both the public and press in solving her murder has been credited as a factor that significantly complicated the investigation, resulting in a complex and sometimes inconsistent narrative of events. Somehow, instead of fading away over time, the legend of the Black Dahlia just keeps getting more and more convoluted. There are several debated details surrounding the Black Dahlia murder case. First, numerous alleged sightings of Elizabeth Short during her missing week were investigated but ruled out by investigators. The exact whereabouts of Short leading up to her murder and the discovery of her body remain unknown. False claims of torture prior to her death circulated in the newspapers, and it is believed that law enforcement allowed these claims to circulate in order to conceal the true cause of death. There are disputes regarding Short's presence in Los Angeles, including claims that she worked at the Hollywood Canteen, which are disputed by some sources. While some described Short as a prostitute or a call girl, the grand jury evidence revealed no existing evidence supporting this claim. 
Rumors suggest that Short had a congenital defect causing her to be unable to have intercourse, but evidence from the investigations and her autopsy does not support this claim. Another rumor circulated about Short's sexual orientation, originating from a misunderstanding of a comment made by the deputy coroner. Elizabeth Short is buried at the Mountain View Cemetery in Oakland. Her mother, Phoebe, moved to Oakland to be near her daughter's grave and later returned to the East Coast, where she lived until her 90s and passed away in 1992. In response to Short's murder, a bill calling for formation of a sex offender registry was introduced by State Assemblyman C. Don Field, making California the first state to mandate the registration of sex offenders. The murder of Elizabeth Short has become one of the most brutal and culturally enduring crimes in American history. Time magazine listed it as one of the most infamous unsolved cases worldwide. Her life and death have been the subject of numerous books, television shows, and films, both fictional and non-fictional. James Elroy's novel, The Black Dahlia, and its film adaptation fictionalized the case while exploring broader themes of politics, crime, corruption, and the paranoia in post-war Los Angeles. As the Black Dahlia case remains a mystery, we are reminded of the tragic fate of Elizabeth Short and the unresolved questions that surround her. This haunting story serves as a testament to the human fascination with unsolved mysteries, prompting us to reflect on the complexities of crime and the impact it leaves on our collective consciousness. As we patiently await the resolution of the Black Dahlia case, we hold on to hope for the day when the truth will finally be unveiled. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me on this journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support helps more than you know. Also, please be sure to check out my YouTube channel where I'll be sharing video versions of these episodes along with exclusive content. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes or want to share your own stories, please feel free to reach out. Until next time, stay safe, stay curious, and always remember to look beyond the headlines.